from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. It is a beautiful Friday, a great Friday to be here on a Big Teddy Takeover on Ken LaVica Live. Ken is out. He was out there uh, calling the FAU men's basketball game. They've won like a million games in a row. The streak's still going. 17 straight. 17 straight. They're the 24th ranked team in the nation. And Ken LaVica, our very own Ken LaVica, out there on the road with them. I think they're coming back from San Antonio. They had a uh, blowout win over UTSA. And they're still going to be on the road coming forward. But, yeah, they're one of the hottest teams in college basketball. Second longest streak in the nation. Yeah, 24th right now in the AP poll. But that was last Monday. Yeah. They've won two games since getting the nod at the 24th spot. So I would imagine they're going to slip down that list just a little bit. Yeah, they got to. I mean, they're going to be bridging top 20. Top 20 very soon. They have a big problem with, yeah. with the phrase as far as moving up the list. You don't like that. Yeah, I, don't I noticed like that last that. time we talked about it. We did. It was yeah. last time. It was me and you. Yeah. And you guys tried to correct me. Yeah. It, it irks me. You let it go, but I could tell it irked you. I saw your facial expression. You didn't like, like that. Oh, yeah. nice win, man. Hope you move up the rank. What? You move up from 14 to 17? No. You but move down mo- the ranking. You're right. You move down the ranking, but down has a negative connotation. It does. So you, that's why people say you moved up in the polls. <laughs> it just doesn't make any who, who, sense. Who did that? I know. Who screwed that up? I get it. Technically, you get more votes, so you get more votes, so you move up, but your ranking is technically lower, but it's high. I don't... Yeah, a lot of teams' Twitter accounts throw around, moving on up. Like, yes. when they're getting right, and it's like, oh, you're, you're getting worse. Because number one is the top. It's a mountain. The number one is the top. 25 is the bottom of the mountain. They're okay. moving up the mountain. Fine. FAU basketball, 24th rank. So, Ken Levicka has an excused absence today, <laughs> and that's why it's a big teddy takeover. Theo Dorsey from WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29, and Stone Lebanowitz, the guy who wants to move down while he's going up or whatever. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what what that is, what your fascination around that is. My fascination, though, is the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. It's the biggest weekend in football, and I don't want to debate that issue. I, I don't feel like there's any room for argument. Four big games to decide who's the final four in the NFL, and it's generally very compelling stuff. Last year, we had the greatest divisional round maybe ever, definitely in my lifetime, but maybe ever in the NFL. And if you're on the fence on whether or not you think it's the biggest weekend in college or in football in general, how about you listen to Damian Woody of ESPN describe just how important the divisional round is in the NFL. There is a significant disparity in the amount of rest and preparation time these two teams have going into this game. The Niners go from a Saturday to a Sunday night. They have an extra day. The Cowboys go from a Monday night to a Sunday. They have one fewer day than normal. Plus, they travel both times. Both those games are road games for the Cowboys. That feels like a big deal to me. I'm I'm reading the look on Bart's face. I think he disagrees. But, D. Wood, tell me, just how concerned are you about the additional or or less rest time for the Cowboys? I don't give a damn about, like, rest time. Think I agree. We are in the the biggest weekend in football, the divisional realm. If you want rest, you wait until the postseason when you can get on the beach. Like that, look, right now, everything is about the ring. It's about the championship. You can't be concerned. You can't make excuses or be concerned. Oh, the San Francisco 49ers got an extra day or whatever it is. Nobody cares. Nobody cares because it's the biggest weekend in football. Undebatable, undeniable. Can't wait for the NFC's slate as well as the AFC's slate. We got Giants at Eagles, Cowboys at Niners, Bengals at Bills, and Jaguars at Chiefs. And we're taking your calls on what's your Monday morning headlines following 
following the NFL's divisional round. So what are we going to be talking about on Monday following this big weekend in football? And for me, I say it's going to be Josh Allen can take the crown for Patrick Mahomes. Stone Labanowitz thinks we're going to be debating whether or not Jalen Hurts is like a $200 million man at quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. And Stone, who do we have on the line here? You can call in 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, or tweet at us at ESPN West Palm to deliver your take on Monday morning's headline. Who do we have here on Ken Levick Live? Ernesto in Boynton Beach. Ernesto, what up, though? What up, dogs? What's up, guys? Let's start by saying that the Giants are going to put the headlines in the paper. And let's start with maybe Jalen Hurst getting physically hurt in the sense that might win the game, but at the same time might lose the next game. We, I'll put it like this. If we lose this game, it's going to be by not much. But if we lose, they're losing more because that guy is going to be hurt. Well, what's the he's hurt a little bit is? now. What's the headline, Ernesto? Headline is that if... Jalen Hurts might have won the game, but they lost the battle, okay? On mm, the, okay. the Cowboys, on the Cowboys is going to be this. McCarthy, not enough. Next. Who's next? <laughs> oh that's going to be the, that's going to be the Dallas headlines up there in the paper. Who's next? Because why? They didn't come through again. Guys, have a good football Friday and football weekend and let's go Giants and whoever's in it. I, w- I wish the best for all of you, except for you, Philly, and for you, Cowboys. <laughs> we, I, and anything, anybody else? You're up for grabs, but for you two guys, you two division rivals, yeah, yeah go, baby! Go! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call, Ernesto. In the same breath as he trolls his NFC East divisional foes, Ernesto also admits defeat to one of them. He says his Giants will likely lose. He says his, his Monday morning headline involves his team losing to the Eagles, but them losing the war somehow. They win the battle but lose the war. I'm not sure how that works, Stone. Have you ever heard somebody be so passionate about their team in the playoffs but also admit defeat in the same sentence? I mean, I think so, right? It's just called hedging your bets. (laughs) (laughs) Ernesto doesn't seem like the kind of guy that hedges bets, though. He usually locks in on these these, uh, Giants, man. Typically does. Okay, so he's nervous. He's nervous. It's his patented, let's go, Giants! Yeah. (laughs) Love it. That's how you know he's nervous. Divisional round weekend in the NFL. What's your Monday morning headline here on Ken Levick Alive with Theo Dorsey and Stone Labanowitz? And we got Beetle in Lake Worth. Beetle in Lake Worth. First off, how you doing today, Beetle? We're good. Good, good. Good money. What is your Monday morning headline following the biggest weekend in football from the NFL? Cowboys defense upsets Niners. Mm. So you got the Cowboys winning, but you think it's a defensive game. You think that the defense pulls up and what, pumpkins Brock Purdy out? Like, how, Why do you think the defense is going to oh, be yeah. able to stop the Niners' attack? Oh, yeah, because that's it right there. The defense is going to shut it down. He hasn't faced the defense like the Cowboys. So I think the Cowboys' defense is definitely going to shut it down. Okay. All right, we'll take it. Definitely. Appreciate the call, Beetle. Stone, can you give some odds on that? He's saying that not only do the Cowboys win – but they win because the defense kind of chokes out what the San Francisco... And we're talking about, again, Kyle Shanahan, maybe the best play caller in the NFL. George Kittle, top three tight end. Christian McCaffrey, best running back. Debo Samuel, best guy with the ball in his hands at receiver. Like Cheetah would like to have a word. Yeah, but, you're right. But I'll give Who's Bob- harder to tackle, though? Debo Samuel is <laughs> harder to tackle. I think if you ask anybody in any secondary, they want no part of either yeah, of those guys. So... I do like that call because San Francisco's getting all of the defensive 
praise yeah. when talking about this matchup. Right, We're talking about how the 49ers have the best defense in the league, how they always typically do the best middle linebacker in the league in Fred Warner. Right, mm. And for some weird reason, I haven't heard enough Dallas Cowboys defense talk. Right, The guys like Demarcus Lawrence, obviously Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. I do think there's a possibility that this Dallas Cowboys defense does suffocate or pumpkin out, like to use the word that you did. Yeah. Brock Purdy, he's 23 years old. He turned 23 two weeks ago. He's 1-0 in the playoffs. He doesn't know what this feels like. He's not going to know where his feet are. Yeah. Right when they are dialing up, dialing up pressures on early downs, I do think that's a possible headline. It is going to be plus money though, because they are not favored in this game. Mm. So for Micah Parsons in this defense to headline this game recap on Monday, mm. going to go plus three hundred there. I think they're going to have to cause a few turnovers. Really just. Make this game ugly and pound Brock Purdy any chance that they get and try to rattle his cage a little bit. He's been poised. He's been poised through and through. Uh, Seven games in a row for him, 11 for the squad. So I think plus 300 on the Dallas Cowboys defense headlining it on Monday. I think we we can agree on one thing. If the Cowboys do beat the Niners, I mean, most likely it's going to be because of the Cowboys defense and not the offense, right? Like, they're not doing what they did to the Bucs. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not. So... That would be because that that Niners defense is still they are the best defense in the league. The, the the Cowboys have a really good defense and they and they're good at forcing takeaways and and all of that. But that Niners defense is not like Dak Prescott ain't going five touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, he would love to hear you say that. All right, and he would love to hear everybody else say that he's not all going right. to repeat, which we've been hearing. But I think that's another headline we could throw in there too. Yeah, like what does this game mean for Dak legacy? I hate it personally. I don't think we should be talking about Dak Prescott's Definitely, legacy. No, yeah. With if he wins this game, his second playoff win in his entire career. I think he was a part of the 2016 draft class. Yeah, like he's been at this for a long time. So we're gonna see the Mike McCarthy on the hot seat headline. We're gonna see Dak Prescott legacy on the headline. Is he deserving of the money that he's being paid? So don't hate that call from Beetle. I love it. I love it. 888-760-3776 for taking your calls. Monday morning headlines following. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Again, the divisional round. We have a huge slate here. First up, Jaguars at the Chiefs on Saturday, 4.30 at Arrowhead Stadium. Saturday nightcap is the Giants at the Eagles. A night game in Philadelphia where the Eagles get to host coming off a bye week. We'll see how healthy Jalen Hurts is. And then on Sunday, we got a back-to-back that's good as well. Afternoon kick at uh, the Buffalo Bills. They're hosting the Bengals, a rematch of the what was supposed to be the greatest Regular season game of the year, Bills, Bengals, and then we finish it off Sunday night, Cowboys at the Niners. I I do want to shift gears here, Stone, because though the NFL's weekend is, the NFL's going to dominate the weekend. That's all we're going to be glued to the couch watching is to see who's going to be in these championship games. Uh, Something eerie happened last night. Something reminiscent of what happened last year in college football happened last night as well. And it, it just has me a bit shaken up. We're both well-known here on Ken Levick Alive for being Miami Hurricanes fans. You grew up in Florida. I grew up in Houston. Um, but I still have always been a Miami Hurricane fan since I was a little kid. Um, loved the Canes of the early 2000s. It's been a rough patch for us the past 10, 15 years. And then now we are here with Mario Cristobal in his era of recruiting where the Canes are starting to be back. The season was bad. The, the recruiting was the one great light at the end of the tunnel for us Canes fans and Stone Lebanowitz. It was you and I here on early signing day in this very studio 
um, hosting, you know, pretty early on in the day. I think it was about before noon we did, 10 to noon, I yeah, think. it was about 10.30. Yeah, 10, 10.30 or so. When kids are supposed to be putting pen to paper. Kids are putting pen to paper. Miami has a top five recruiting class. Um, headlined by one man, Cormani McLean, cornerback out of Lakeland High School. And that's when the reports start coming in and the tweets and the messages. And the stories. Cormani McLean, who had been committed to Miami for the what the past couple of months? Yeah, it's been a, it was a, a good six months that he stayed committed throughout his entire high school football season. Yes, number one cornerback in the class, a guy that could play both ways, but he just plays corner. But he has receiver skills and ball skills, and heralded as one of the top cornerback prospects of all time, was committed to Miami. He didn't sign that day. That's when the panic started, December nineteenth or so. And then last night, what was it, January 19th? 19th. Oh, one month later, <laughs> Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffs come off the, the ropes last minute. And in a month span, Cormani McClain goes from a shoo-in to be a Miami Hurricane to now officially announced as committed to the Colorado Buffs. How do you feel right now, Stone? Proud of Dion, I guess I could say. Kudos, golf clap. Absolutely swept the rug out from everybody. He flipped the number one corner in the class of 2022 in Travis Hunter to Jackson State yeah. from the Florida State Seminoles. His alma mater. And then just a year later, flips the number one recruit in the class of 2023 at the cornerback position to Colorado from the University of Miami. Not feeling too hot, but I know a certain somebody that is, and that is uh, Deion Sanders, and he took to Twitter. Let's let's. Uh, how about this? How about we hear because people are going to question why why would Cormani McClain, a, a top corner who could go to a school like Miami or Florida or Alabama, pick a school like Colorado? Is it NIL money? Is it this? Is it that? Was he persuaded? Were they convinced? Were they lied to? All of these rumors and stuff around this, but. This one Twitter video that Deion Sanders, Hall of Fame corner, best corner to ever play football, and also head coach of the Colorado Buffs put out, I think explains everything. Today is a good day, baby. Hey, hey, hold me back. Sanders currently dancing, by the way. In this video, Deion Sanders is dancing. What is that, like a hotel room or is he at his house? Hey, whatever. I don't know where he's at, but it is a high rise and it is a beautiful backdrop and he is just getting down. Deion Sanders, Hall of Fame cornerback, two-sport athlete, guy who made his name at Florida State. He famous for playing a baseball game and a football game. I think he played a playoff game both in the same day. He did. Like yeah, he played an NFL playoff game and a baseball game in the same day. A guy who is just, he was a magician at corner as a, as a returner as well. One of the top five best football players of all time. Now the head coach of the Colorado Buffs. If you are a cornerback, it makes sense. This is two years in a row he's flipped the number one corner. To come and play for him. Last year it was Jackson State. This year at Colorado. Stone, if you're able to make a guy who is the GOAT at your position dance and celebrate, how do you not commit to him over Mario Cristobal? I hear you loud and clear there. Right? It's, it's, uh, it's a tough situation because we're in a weird time. Impossible. 
in regards to college football, the transfer portal, NIL, kids kind of getting paid to not even play a, a snap of football for yeah. your for your squad. But yeah, it, it's hard to deny, right? Because you can almost guarantee that this guy can get you into the league if you're league worthy. Yeah. Right? He has the connects. He has the credibility and everything. And there's one thing that keeps coming up, right? If you're out there on Twitter, and I even hinted at this yesterday, people on Twitter going after children, essentially, for the decisions they're making is my problem with college football. Yeah, right? Yeah. Ken proposed that. What's your biggest problem with college football right now? And that was mine, right? Fans going after kids for the decisions they're making. Tweets, Instagram videos, whatever yeah, they're sick. posting, it's whatever sick. they're doing with their personal life, I, it is sick. It, it, it's not right. So there is an answer. It, it's not super crisp from his mother, but I do want to play the audio because for everybody out there who is saying, oh, he went to Colorado for the NIL money, his mother addresses it. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I'm going to play well, this audio. This? Can, we, let's, can we go to break and play the yeah, audio afterwards? For sure. Let's tease the audio, go to break, because I want people to have a good amount of time to digest this because Carmine McClain last night and his mother – literally answered to the questions of why did you pick Colorado? They were 1-11 last year. I mean, talk about, you know, people were saying, oh, Miami could maybe make the playoff. Maybe they, <laughs> For Colorado, they're just hoping to have a winning season. 1-11 last year, new coach, new regime. Why would the number one corner and one of the top prospects in the class pick Colorado? Well, we'll hear from Cormani McClain and his mother themselves last night as they announced that groundbreaking decision. Um, and I can't wait to listen to that. I want people to be able to fully digest that. Um, and then we're still taking your calls to Monday morning headlines following the NFL's divisional round. For Stone Lebanowitz, I'm Theo Dorsey, and we're live here on Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. You know, Stone, I asked you uh, when when we first got in here and got ready to do the show today. Again, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. In for Ken LaVica. Stone Labanowitz here with me. Um, Stone, I asked you if Joe Girardi, uh, Major League Baseball manager, uh, recently with the Phillies, famously with the New York Yankees, and then also a stint with the Marlins early there, among some other stops. If he was in the room with you, if he walked in front of you, would you recognize him? The answer to that is yes. You, you, and, and I think so as well. I think so as well, but I took to Instagram, and the reason why I asked this question, last night I went to the Kings Academy game against Westminster, who are the defending state champions at the 3A level in girls basketball. Their star guard's name is Lena Girardi. She's a sophomore. She's got Division I offers. She's six foot. She plays so smooth, has a great silky jump shot. She likely will be playing some high-level D1 ball one day. So I knew it was Joe Girardi's daughter that was going to be on the court. So I said, I figure with Joe Girardi not working right now, he's out of a job. Um, he also lives locally there in Fort Lauderdale. There's a good chance he'd be in the, in the arena. When I walk through at King's Academy, I get in the gym. I have my camera out because I shoot my highlight. People don't know that about me, Stone. I shoot my highlights, I write my words, and then I go up there and anchor it as well. It's not like I'm out, I'm not big time. I'm not like these guys that let people write stuff for them too, even though sometimes we do. But I write a lot of my own stuff. <laughs> well, now you know, people. Yeah. For all those doubters out there <laughs> who think that Theo has a ghostwriter when he's on television. He does it himself. Ain't no Quinn Millers, baby. I do this on my own. I got my own pen. So as I'm there in the gym, I'm shooting the highlights. By the way, Kings Academy won on a great game-winning shot. 
But I look up in the stands and I'm looking for Joe Girardi. And I see Joe Girardi, right? But and, I, and we all know you're a huge baseball guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Base, that's my stuff, man. I'm, I'm waiting to see what Barry Bonds does this year um, coming up. I'm yeah. just locked in right now. So I'm looking at and Joe Girardi has a familiar face, though, because he's done some analyst Absolutely. work. Absolutely. And he also is, again, when you're the manager for the Yankees, your face is going to be all over ESPN. And that was my childhood. I saw a lot of Joe Girardi on ESPN because he's the manager of the Yankees. Um, and I know it's Joe Girardi. Like, I'm 98% sure that's Joe Girardi. But the problem was he was standing up near the top of the bleachers, and he had a big iPad in his hand, and he was recording the game as if he was recording it for the team's coach cam footage. That's usually where, like, the coach cam people are. They either have a tripod up there, kind of at midcourt, yep. all the way up in the bleachers, or somebody might be recording it. This is girls' high school basketball. They have somebody recording it. That somebody for Westminster Academy out of Fort Lauderdale is Joe Girardi, and I just can't believe it's him. So the... I'm, I'm in a pickle here because if that's Joe Girardi, I have to say that was Joe Girardi on TV, right? Like yes, I can't, you do. I can't not say it. But then also, I can't assume that Joe Girardi would be the guy shooting the coach cam footage for this varsity girls basketball game on a January in West Palm Beach. Yes, I mean, some guys are just built different. <laughs> Right, I mean, he maybe wants to volunteer. Maybe he doesn't do enough for his daughter. Maybe he's on the road too much. So he's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make your team's highlight videos. Or maybe he knows his daughter is capable of playing at the highest level, like a South Carolina or one of the top NCAA women's college basketball teams. Yeah. But maybe he wants to do it himself, be a good dad. And and that he was. And I have now I have confirmation. So in the moment, in the gym, I was trying to ask other people. I asked young people around my age, and I'm 29 years old. I'm not a huge baseball fan. Um, so I wasn't 100% sure. If that was like, let's say, Avery Johnson as a basketball coach. <laughs> so I know it was a random name, but it actually happened to me before while I was in a basketball gym and saw Avery Johnson, and I knew immediately, hey, that's Avery Johnson. If it had been somebody like that, I would have known. Phil Jackson, whatever. Like, But for Joe Girardi, I wasn't 100% sure, so I'm asking, I'm phoning friends, I'm asking people near me, nobody in the gym, Stone, that I asked could confirm to me that that was Joe Girardi. So you know what I did? I went on TV, and I said, hey, Joe Girardi's daughter played in this game. Here she goes scoring a bucket. She had 27 points, a game high. And after I showed her bucket, I showed a shot of what I believe to be Joe Girardi in the stands Woo! just for like two seconds, holding that iPad, and then I just kept it going. I never said it was Joe, but I did say that was his daughter, and I showed him afterwards. Thankfully, it was him, and I got that confirmed. But I was wondering, am I an anomaly? Am I the only person in the world who wouldn't be sure if he was in the same room as Joe Girardi. So I did an office poll, and when I did the office poll and showed people just a picture of Joe Girardi in the stands holding the iPad, no context, five out of five people said that's Joe Girardi. Yeah, I think this is definitely <laughs> a case of a generational gap. Yes. Right? I think anybody under the age of 30 or right on that 30 cusp might not know. Yes. But if you're 30 up, you know who Joe Girardi you know. is. You've seen his face plenty. Right, playoff baseball is watched by millions upon millions. Like you just know this guy's face. If he walked in right now, I would say, "Oh God, there's that baseball guy." <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily know that it was Joe Girardi, but yeah. that's a knock on us. Like it we is. can't be proud saying that. I wouldn't be proud. And if I didn't know to be looking for Joe Girardi, I will say this with all clarification: if I didn't know Joe Girardi's daughter was playing, you would have a zero clue. I would have never even thought. I would have like maybe said, "Hey, that guy up there looks familiar with the iPad," but I would have never thought that that's Joe Girardi. But it was indeed Joe Girardi, formerly of the Yankees and the Phillies and the Marlins. Which Crazy. I guess this just ultimately speaks to the sport of baseball and how it's covered. Yeah. Right? The all-stars aren't covered enough. 
right? We don't allow the superstars to be popular on social media. I mean, case in point right there. It's that's, a famous face that we're going to let walk right by us. And that's the running joke in baseball. If Mike Trout walked in the room, how many people would be like, oh, gosh, it's Mike mm-hmm. Trout if he wasn't wearing a Mike Trout jersey? Yeah, I would I, I would honestly put some money down. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the head odds maker on today's show that if Derek Jeter walked by you at a basketball game with the baseball cap on, I think you might I would miss recognize, him. No, no, Derek Jeter, I would recognize. I'm sorry. I think he's, I think he's walking right by. No, 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 no. Derek Jeter is and, – and Alex Rodriguez, those guys are – there's no way I'm missing them, but Joe Girardi and Mike Trout for sure. I would he he could walk past me, I wouldn't know it. Bryce Harper, I would. There's some baseball names that definitely can get by. Justin Verlander, I don't know, but yeah, Joe Girardi. He was in the building, and what I can say is, um, he was working his tail off recording his daughter's basketball game. So I got to give him props as a dad. Uh, out there working his tail off, getting that coach's cam. I wonder if he'll be cutting up her clips. That'll be interesting to see. But, again, um, I just had to make sure I checked. And also, I did a poll on Instagram. Here goes the results, the returns on the poll. Again, I just screenshotted a picture of him in the stands holding that iPad up, recording the Kings Academy girls game versus Westminster. And the caption on the poll says, do you recognize this man? Do you want to guess the percentage of people that said yes versus no? Well, see, now this is tough. Because this is your following. My audience. Again, I'm a 29-year-old young black man from Houston, Texas that doesn't watch a lot of baseball. <laughs> so I'd imagine <laughs> this is very lopsided here, right? Because most of your followers are looking at some random white man on your Instagram <laughs> yes, page. Yes, yes. So I'm going to go 87% has not a clue. 13% says, yes, they do. Well, here's the interesting thing, though. Stone. And those 13% are all the ones who share your industry that yes. are in the sports business and everything. This is where the poll got messed up. I think what happened was people who didn't recognize him just skipped past it because the results were 57% said yes <laughs> and 43% said no. And when I look at the people that said yes, you want to know what their profession is? Sports. Sports reporters. Right. Because obviously that's part of my following as well. I, yeah. you know, I have a bunch of following from Houston or high school or college, but a lot of my following is other sports reporters. Most everybody that voted were sports reporters, but I did get a return of 57% yes. 43% no. And all of the no's were like, one of them is my fiance. It's like girls <laughs> or people that aren't that into sports. So, For sure. I'm just trying to gauge how famous Joe Girardi is and how much of a, an idiot am I as a sports reporter to not be 100% sure that at a game where his daughter is playing, I couldn't be confident that it was Joe Girardi, but it was. Well, it was. all this means is, hey, you're going to get your... Uh... Your extra dose of MLB come next season here on Ken Levick Alive. We got to do better. Serve me up. We got to do better. Especially with my Astros being the reigning champs. For man. sure. Hey, one thing for sure. If Dusty Baker walked in that gym, I would know it's Dusty. You're damn right. Yeah. Damn Skippy. Shout out a, Dusty. Because he's a championship, a, a, a World Series winning baseball manager. Okay, back to the topic here. We got a little off track. I had to mention that because I got the poll results here. But Cormani McClain, number one cornerback in all of high school and the recruiting class of 2023 was committed to Miami a month past after early signing period where he did not sign with Miami. And he announced last night he is going to Colorado to play for the greatest cornerback of all time, Deion Sanders, and the 1-11 Buffaloes. And we have a video. Who is this from, by the way, that that tweeted this video out of Carmine McClain and his mother answering for why they chose Colorado? So this is at Coach Reed Live. He's a college football analyst. His name's Carl Reed. He works for 24-7 Sports. Okay, so he was there at some some kind of an event that they had, it seemed like. 
Yeah, some kind of event is, I think, what you yeah. would call it. <laughs> like, not sure if it because it can't be a signing day because he can't sign until February. No, and he, he's supposed to early enroll, right? Yes. So some of these classes are already starting up. So this is just basically a family gathering, a few famous public figures like Gilly the King, right, for everybody who's King. out there. Is it really kid? Yeah, Gilly the Kid, the oh, rapper. That's messed up that I called him King. You said it twice, and I thought you mistakenly said it. He's <laughs> Gilly the Kid. You're not Gilly the King. Gilly the Kid, which first and foremost, don't know why he's at a... Maybe he calls himself Gilly the King now, though. Maybe that he changed it because he's no longer a kid, though. So you might be right. How about that? Yeah. How about that? So he was in attendance to whatever this announcement was. He was actually even the one who you know gave Cormani the microphone or the stage to announce where he was going. But Carl Reed, he works for 24-7 Sports, got okay. the interview with Cormani and his mother. Here is the answer for, for those of you wondering, did Carmani McLean, number one corner in the class, choose Colorado for NIL? Did he choose it because they were persuaded? Were they misled? All of the questions around the situation, here's Carmani McLean and his mother themselves. Guys, I'm going to ask this to both of you. There's always going to be a lot of rumors and a lot of haters that say this was about NIL money. That's why this decision was made. How would the both of you address that? Mom, I'll start with you. Well, first of all, if it was about the money, we've been, we could have signed anywhere else, you know. So the feeling, like I said, that I had when I when I was around these people and they've treated us like family, um, I just felt like we we supposed to, we belong here. So that has nothing to do with it. We, we belong here, treated us like family. I mean, Stone, It it has all of the feelings of, for one, if you're Kamani McLean and his mother, you know that your son has a good chance of making it to the NFL, yes. no matter where he goes. He has a good chance of having collegiate success and being drafted in the first round at a premium position in the NFL, especially in today's league, which is a passing league. How do you not go with, number one, and we're talking about between Mario Cristobal, great recruiter, elite recruiter in college football, and Deion Sanders, who has proven himself to be an elite recruiter as well, and on top of that, the greatest corner of all time in football. And also somebody who I would have to assume can relate a bit more, especially with Carmani McLean and his mother, not just because he's a cornerback, but because, like she said, he made her, her feel like family. How can you? It, it's hard to not see why this is a natural progression for both him and Travis Hunter the year before him. I agree with you. And I, I think this speaks more to the state of college football and where it's headed, right? We're moving away from the militaristic. Right, hey, we're going to sit here and build a program. And I say that with caution because Tim Brewster, who is their <laughs> tight ends coach at Colorado, was literally yelling at the team yeah. in their introductory meeting. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of hesitant saying that. Right. And also Mario and that Cristobal. That was lame, by the way. You're talking about the stand up. Stand up. Stand the hell up. Right. That that me- basically, so you know, Ken called it Simon Says yesterday, and I thought that was pretty accurate. Yeah. Right. You can't play Simon Says with kids, but. This is a new program. They're one eleven, right? You got to kind of scare these kids straight. <laughs> so I get it for the moment being, and I also am hesitant in saying that we're getting away from this militaristic feel in coaching and play style because Mario Cristobal, year after year after year, builds a top five recruiting class, and yes. it is built on integrity, having pride, and wanting to stay and build no matter what the wins and losses say. But his mom mentioned two words: the feeling. Right? I would imagine. It's not surprising to anybody that the feeling they got when meeting with Dion in Boulder was a lot better than the one you got with Mario Cristobal, who wants to talk about you know being gritty and hitting the weight room properly and keeping your grades up. Right? Dion's going to tell you straight. You want to yeah. play in the league? I got you. Come pair yourself up with Travis Hunter. Be the two most dangerous corners 
in the Pac-12 and, and maybe in college football. So it, it does make a lot of sense to use the phrase natural progression. I do ultimately think that's what this is, and it played out that way. I'm not mad at the kid, but Twitter's going to do what it's going to do, yeah. and these fans of college football are no, uh, not shy of typing in words and, and sending it at these kids. And Cormani, you know, the reason we didn't play his answer to the question is because he said he didn't want to address anything. Yeah, he He's didn't. like, this means nothing to me. What I see on the internet is just stuff you see on the internet every day, right? It's toxic. I really got nothing to say. Y'all know what it is. It's kind of paraphrasing what he, he said in his answer to yeah. why it wasn't about the NIL, but natural progression. I think you're right. This all makes sense. He's not a big talker. Um, and I have to ask you, as a guy has, who has gone through the recruitment process, um, you were a, a star at South Fork High School, one of the best quarterbacks to ever come out of the Treasure Coast here, um, or even Palm Beach County area for that matter as well. Um, your Stone Labana was coming out of South Fork. Let's go into a hypothetical scenario. Um, hypothetical. You have a choice between two schools, similar to Carmine McLean. You can go to a school that has a proven track record, a school that has a program that's ready to try and compete. You probably can start there early as well. And a coach like Mario Cristobal, or on the other side, a small program. Let's just use Colorado and Miami as the two examples, but take Deion Sanders out and input Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or even Tom Brady, since we're talking about the GOAT at the cornerback position. The GOAT of the quarterback position is the head coach at Colorado University, 1-11 the year before, is promising you a chance at being able to start early and learn under the greatest person to ever play your position. Like, is it even a what, – what, how do you even decipher between that for you? Well, first and foremost, you have to decide if you're going to play right away. Right? That's a lot of what kids are looking at right yeah. now, and I think it's the most important thing. Uh, typically, kids from the 772 or the 561 are area. When they do get a bigger offer, that's the school they're going to end up going to, and that's never really panned out for a lot of kids in our it's area. Tough, yeah. You need to go to where you know you're going to play, where the coach has told you, yeah, you're going to have an opportunity to compete in the spring or the fall, but can't guarantee you a spot. Then you go to the next school. Can you guarantee me I get reps with the ones? Like, that's where you really have to dwindle it down to. But, but where can I that. play? Could you turn down Aaron Rodgers? That's the real question. Forget all of that. Let's say you are a, you wanted to go to Miami. You're a Canes fan growing up. Yeah. You love the U. You can't wait to be there. You're committed to the U. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, because remember, but when, when Carmody McClain committed to Miami, Deion Jackson, or Deion, geez, Deion Sanders was still the head coach at Jackson State. Mm-hmm. Him going to Colorado was a new adjustment. Him going to the Power Five is a new amendment to what's going on here. Would you be able to have, be in a position, even though you're all the way committed to a team, you're throwing up you in pictures, mm. you're all the way sold on a program, and you're locked in, but your childhood hero, who is it? Who would it be for you, the quarterback of your, of your dreams? You know, I really shouldn't be saying it out loud, but being honest, it was Brett Favre. So, so I'll, just, I'll just retract. Okay, okay. You, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. tough for me to say that out it loud. But, but hey, when I was but, a child, he was a good man. So I'll go yes. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, go Aaron Rodgers, just for the sake of this argument. Sorry. So we don't have to get... So we don't have to get into Brett Favre and, and what he's <laughs> what he's oh gosh Brett Favre okay so Aaron Rodgers is is the head coach at an unproven program and he's calling your phone Stone because people are forgetting that aspect of it as well like Carmody McLean made Deion Sanders gear made his night at least his week by committing to Colorado and coming up there he made a Hall of Fame cornerback in Deion Sanders's career or not career but his week. 
you have a chance to make Aaron Rodgers weak, to make him post a social media video dancing and celebrating the fact that you want to come play for him. How do you even turn that down? I don't think there's any opportunity that would outsize that for an 18-year-old kid looking up at a legend at his own position. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think you could really go at any position you wanted to, right? If I'm a middle linebacker and Zach Thomas is coaching that Ooh. team or Brian Urlacher, like it, it's, it, it is the obvious choice when you boil it down to it. Yeah, I'm not saying no. Right, I'm going to whatever no. team, you know, Brett Favre's the head coach at Southern Mississippi. You know, you know, I might go be a Hawk, but, or Aaron Rodgers. all the money it, is laundered away. <laughs> yeah, all that NIL money he promised to me went to his daughter. But no, or maybe it's, you know, I'm a Cal Berkeley five-star commit, and Aaron Rodgers is that head coach. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely not turning that down. I think people have to realize that that's essentially what this is. Also, take into consideration, this new day and age is all about YouTube, vlogging, twists. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, brands. social media. It's about building brands. It is about building brands and kind of doing it yourself, right? Building your career so when you're done playing the sport, you're good and you're set for generations. Cormani McLean, this is movie-like stuff. To go be alongside of Travis Hunter on the other side of the field, you get to play a lot of man coverage and be coached by Deion Sanders. I mean, you just can't draw it up any better. This is the best way to go about things. This is popcorn stuff. And they got TCU right out the gates. Yeah. Right out the gates. Week one for them, TCU. And I think they see Utah pretty early on, too. So we'll see what comes out of it. But I support the decision. I respect it. It all makes sense. So who was the number one? And I'm going to do this quick game with you right quick because we talked about building brands. And this is part of the reason why they're joining Deion Sanders is because they're making their names bigger for themselves. Who was the number one corner for the 2023 class of high school recruiting? You know this one. Yeah. Cormani McLean. Who was number one in 2022? Travis Hunter. Who was number one in 2021? Don't know. Who was number one in 2020? Don't know. 2019? Don't know. And some of these guys are big names. Kool-Aid McKenzie was 2021. He's at Alabama now, one of the best corners in the league. Keely Ringo was 2020, went to Georgia. He's going to be a top 20 pick, top 15 pick in the NFL draft coming up. Derek Stangley Jr. was the number one corner in 2019, went to LSU, immediately was an impact player. He was a rookie for the Texans this year, really good. Before that, Patrick Sertan went to Alabama. What I'm saying is these two corners, Travis Hunter and Carmani McClain, have already started the foundation of building the brand for themselves and building a name for themselves, and they haven't even done much yet at the college football level. That's part of the allure as well. Deion Sanders is going to continuously get to get guys to commit to him, especially corners, to do late flips, and it's because of reasons like that. We're going to come back with the EDS coolest moment of the week and much more here on Ken Levick Alive. Again, Ken's out. I'm Theo Dorsey. I'm in. That's Stone Labanowitz, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. Back to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. When DeMar Hamlin lay on the field without a heartbeat, he had a GoFundMe up that was the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. It had a goal of 2,500 that it had not hit yet. Since then, he was resuscitated. He is in good health, and that same foundation has raised nearly $9 million. $8.9 million so far going to the Mar Hamlin Buffalo Bills Safety's GoFundMe since he was brought back to good health. Thankful to everybody that donated and sent prayers up. Prayers still for DeMar Hamlin. And like me and Stone Labanowitz said, I'm Theo Dorsey here in for Ken LaVica. Likely to see DeMar Hamlin this weekend for the Bills-Bengals game. 
The holidays are done, and just like that, our winter is over. Hey, Steel Dorsey here with a friendly reminder. Winter and any semblance of cool weather down here last about six seconds, and we're about to get hot and humid again. You need EDS air conditioning. Don't get stuck because you ignored your aging air conditioning. EDS has done it since 2006, family-owned and operated, a train comfort specialist, and it's hard to stop a train. Winter's done. Make sure you your AC is ready. EDS air conditioning. EDS is yes. Call 561-361-8799 or go to edsairconditioning.com. Huge deal for DeMar Hamlin. Huge deal for those bills if they're able to get things done. Uh, divisional round. We got all of your headlines for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Again, Giants at Eagles, Cowboys at 49ers, Bengals at Bills, Jaguars at Chiefs. Pick them, Theo. Quick prediction here from me. I'm going to go Eagles over Giants. Actually, you know what? Scrap that. Giants uh, oh, over Eagles. Oh. Giants over Eagles, Niners over Cowboys, Bills over Bengals, Chiefs over Jags. What you got, Stone? Chalky for the most part. I'm going to take the Eagles to down the Giants. I'm going to take the boys to upset the Niners here. Shout out to Beatle. The defense is going to show up here. I'm taking the Bills. I think they trounced the Bengals. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. The NFL's MVP. Those are my picks. Chiefs, Bills at Mercedes-Benz Stadium Woo! in Atlanta next Sunday. For Sign the me AFC. up. That's going to be amazing. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Ken Levick will be back next week. I promise. Peace out. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. It is a beautiful Friday, a great Friday to be here on a Big Teddy Takeover on Ken LaVica Live. Ken is out. He was out there uh, calling the FAU men's basketball game. They've won like a million games in a row. The streak's still going. 17 straight. 17 straight to the 24th ranked team in the nation, and Ken LaVica. Our very own Ken Lavica out there on the road with them. I think they're coming back from San Antonio. They had a uh, blowout win over UTSA, and they're still going to be on the road coming forward. But, yeah, they're one of the hottest teams in college basketball. Second longest streak in the nation. Yeah, 24th right now in the AP poll, but that was last Monday. Yeah. They've won two games since getting the nod at the 24 spot, so I would imagine they're going to slip down that list just a little bit. Yeah, they got to. I mean, they're going to be bridging top 20. Top 20 very soon. I have a big problem with, yeah. with the phrase as far as moving up the list. You don't like that. Yeah, I don't I noticed like that last that. time we talked about it. We did. It was yeah. last time. It was me and you. Yeah. And you guys tried to correct me. Yeah. It, it irks me. You let it go, but I could tell it irked you. I saw your facial expression. You didn't like, like that. Oh, yeah. nice win, man. Hope you move up the rank. What? You move up from 14 to 17? No. You but move down the ranking. You're right. You move down the ranking, but down has a negative connotation. It does. So you, that's why people say you moved up in the polls. <laughs> it just doesn't make any who who, I know. who did that? I know. Who screwed that up? I, know, I get it. Technically, you get more votes, so you get more votes, so you move up, but your ranking is technically lower, but it's high. I don't. Yeah, a lot of teams' Twitter accounts throw around moving on up. Like yes. when they're getting right, and it's like, oh, you're, you're getting Because number one is the top. It's a mountain. The number one is the top. 25 is the bottom of the mountain. They're okay. moving up the mountain. Fine. FAU basketball, 24th rank. So Ken Levicka has an excused absence today, <laughs> and that's why it's a big Teddy takeover. Theo Dorsey from WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29, and Stone Labanowitz, the guy who wants to move down while he's going up or whatever. I'm not sure mm -hmm. what, what that is, what your fascination around that is. My fascination, though, is the... 
divisional round of the NFL playoffs. It's the biggest weekend in football, and I don't want to debate that issue. I, I don't feel like there's any room for argument for big games to decide who's the final four in the NFL, and it's generally very compelling stuff. Last year, we had the greatest divisional round maybe ever, definitely in my lifetime, but maybe ever in the NFL. And if you're on the fence on whether or not you think it's the biggest weekend in college or in football in general, how about you listen to Damian Woody of ESPN describe just how important the divisional round is in the NFL. There is a significant disparity in the amount of rest and preparation time these two teams have going into this game. The Niners go from a Saturday to a Sunday night. They have an extra day. The Cowboys go from a Monday night to a Sunday. They have one fewer day than normal. Plus, they travel both times. Both those games are road games for the Cowboys. That feels like a big deal to me. I'm, I'm reading the look on Bart's face. I think he disagrees. But D. Wood, tell me, just how concerned are you about the additional or, or less rest time for the Cowboys? I don't give a damn about re like rest time. Think I agree. We are in the the biggest weekend in football, the divisional round. If you want rest, you wait until the postseason when you can get on the beach. Like that, look, right now, everything is about the ring. It's about the championship. You can't be concerned. You can't make excuses or be concerned. Oh, the San Francisco 49ers got an extra day or whatever it is. Nobody cares. Nobody cares because it's the biggest weekend in football. Undebatable, undeniable. Can't wait for the NFC's slate as well as the AFC's slate. We got Giants at Eagles, Cowboys at Niners, Bengals at Bills, and Jaguars at Chiefs. And we're taking your calls on what's your Monday morning headlines following following the NFL's divisional round. So what are we going to be talking about on Monday following this big weekend in football? And for me, I say it's going to be Josh Allen can take the crown for Patrick Mahomes. Stone Labanowitz thinks we're going to be debating whether or not Jalen Hurts is like a $200 million man at quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. And Stone, who do we have on the line here? And you can call in 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, or tweet at us at ESPN West Palm to deliver your take on Monday morning's headline. Who do we have here on Ken Levick Live? Ernesto in Boynton Beach. Ernesto, what up, though? What up, dogs? What's up, guys? Let's start by saying that the Giants are going to put the headlines in the paper. And let's start with maybe Jalen Hurst getting physically hurt in the sense that might win the game, but at the same time might lose the next game. We, I'll put it like this. If we lose this game, it's going to be by not much. But if we lose, they're losing more because that guy is going to be hurt. Well, what's the he's hurt a little bit now. What's the headline, Ernesto? Headline is that if... Jalen Hurts might have won the game, but they lost the battle, okay? And mm, the, okay. the Cowboys is going to be this. McCarthy, not enough. Next. Who's next? <laughs> that's going to be the, that's gonna be the Dallas headlines up there in the paper. Who's next? Because why? They didn't come through again. Guys, have a good football Friday and football weekend, and let's go Giants and whoever's in it. I, w I wish the best for all of you, except for you, Philly, and for you, Cowboys. <laughs> we, I, and anything, anybody else? You're up for grabs, but for you two guys, you two division rivals, yeah, yeah go, baby, go! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call, Ernesto. In the same breath as he trolls his NFC East divisional foes, Ernesto also admits defeat to one of them. He says his Giants will likely lose. He says his, his Monday morning headline involves his team losing to the Eagles, but 
them losing the war somehow. They win the battle but lose the war. I'm not sure how that works, Stone. Have you ever heard somebody be so passionate about their team in the playoffs but also admit defeat in the same sentence? I mean, I think so, right? It's just called hedging your bets. <laughs> <laughs> Ernesto doesn't seem like the kind of guy that hedges bets, though. I, I, he usually locks in on these, uh, on these uh, Giants, man. Typically does. Okay, so he's nervous. He's it, nervous. It's his patented, let's go, Giants! Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's how you know he's nervous. Divisional round weekend in the NFL. What's your Monday morning headline here on Ken Levick Alive with Theo Dorsey and Stone Labanowitz? And we got Beetle in Lake Worth. Beetle in Lake Worth. First off, how you doing today, Beetle? We're good. Good, good. Good money. What is your Monday morning headline following the biggest weekend in football from the NFL? Cowboys defense upsets Niners. Mm. So you got the Cowboys winning, but you think it's a defensive game. You think that the defense pulls up and what, pumpkins Brock Purdy out? Like, how, Why do you think the defense is going to oh, be yeah. able to stop the Niners' attack? Oh, yeah, because that's it right there. The defense is going to shut it down. He hasn't faced the defense like the Cowboys. So I think the Cowboys' defense is definitely going to shut it down. Okay. All right, we'll take it. Definitely. Appreciate the call, Beetle. Stone, can you give some odds on that? He's saying that not only do the Cowboys win – but they win because the defense kind of chokes out what the San Francisco. And we're talking about, again, Kyle Shanahan, maybe the best play caller in the NFL. George Kittle, top three tight end. Christian McCaffrey, best running back. Debo Samuel, best guy with the ball in his hands at receiver. Like Cheetah would like to have a work. Yeah, but, you're right. but I'll give Who's Bob. harder to tackle, though? Debo Samuel's <laughs> harder to tackle. I think if you ask anybody in any secondary, they want no part of either yeah, of those guys. So... I do like that call because San Francisco's getting all of the defensive praise yeah. when talking about this matchup. Right? We're talking about how the 49ers have the best defense in the league, how they always typically do the best middle linebacker in the league in Fred Warner. Right? Mm. And for some weird reason, I haven't heard enough Dallas Cowboys defense talk. Right? The guys like Demarcus Lawrence, obviously Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. I do think there's a possibility that this Dallas Cowboys defense does suffocate or pumpkin out, like to use the word that you did. Yeah. Brock Purdy, he's 23 years old. He turned 23 two weeks ago. He's 1-0 in the playoffs. He doesn't know what this feels like. He's not going to know where his feet are yeah. right, when they're dialing, dialing up pressures on early downs. I do think that's a possible headline. It is going to be plus money, though, because they're not favored in this game. Mm. So for Micah Parsons in this defense to headline – this game recap on Monday, mm, going to go plus 300 there. I think they're going to have to cause a few turnovers, really just make this game ugly and pound Brock Purdy any chance that they get and try to rattle his cage a little bit. He's been yeah. poised. He's been poised through and through. Uh, seven games in a row for him, 11 for the squad. So I think plus 300 on the Dallas Cowboys defense headlining it on Monday. I think we can, we can agree on one thing. If the Cowboys do beat the Niners, I mean – most likely it's going to be because of the Cowboys' defense and not the offense, right? Like, they're not doing what they did to the Bucks. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not. So, that would be – because that, that Niners' defense is still – they are the best defense in the league. The, the, the Cowboys have a really good defense, and, they, and they're good at forcing takeaways and, and all of that, but that Niners' defense is not – like, Dak Prescott ain't going five touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, he would love to hear you say that. All right. And he would love to hear everybody else say that he's not all going right. to repeat, which we've been hearing – but I think that's another headline we could throw in there, too. Yeah. Like, what does this game mean for Dak Legacy? 
I hate it personally. I don't think we should be talking about Dak Prescott's legacy with if he wins this game, his second playoff win in his entire career. I think he was a part of the 2016 draft class. Yeah, like he's been at this for a long time. So we're gonna see the Mike McCarthy on the hot seat headline. We're gonna see Dak Prescott legacy on the headline. Is he deserving of the money that he's being paid? So don't hate that call from Beetle. I love it. I love it. 888-760-3776 for taking your calls. Monday morning headlines following the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Again, the divisional round. We have a huge slate here. First up, Jaguars at the Chiefs on Saturday, 430 at Arrowhead Stadium. Saturday nightcap is the Giants at the Eagles, a night game in Philadelphia where the Eagles get to host coming off a of bye week. We'll see how healthy Jalen Hurts is. And then on Sunday, we got a back-to-back that's good as well. Afternoon kick at uh, the Buffalo Bills. They're hosting the Bengals, a rematch of the what was supposed to be the greatest regular season game of the year, Bills, Bengals, and then we finish it off Sunday night, Cowboys at the Niners. I, I do want to shift gears here, Stone, because though the NFL's weekend is – the NFL is going to dominate the weekend. That's all we're going to be glued to the co- couch watching is to see who's going to be in these championship games. Uh, something eerie happened last night. Something reminiscent of what happened last year in college football happened last night as well. And it it just has me a bit shaken up. We're both well-known here on Ken Levick Alive for being Miami Hurricanes Fans. You grew up in Florida. I grew up in Houston, um, but I still have always been a Miami Hurricane fan since I was a little kid. Um, loved the Canes of the early 2000s. It's been a rough patch for us the past 10, 15 years. And then now we are here with Mario Cristobal in his era of recruiting where the Canes are starting to be back. The season was bad. The, the recruiting was the one great light at the end of the tunnel for us Canes fans and Stone Labanowitz. It was you and I here on early signing day in this very studio um, hosting, you know, pretty early on in the day. I think it was about before noon we did, 10 to noon. I yeah, think. it was about 10.30. Yeah, 10, 10.30 or so. When kids are supposed to be putting pen to paper. Kids are putting pen to paper. Miami has a top five recruiting class um, headlined by one man, Cormani McLean, cornerback out of Lakeland High School. And that's when the reports start coming in and the tweets and the messages. And the stories. Cormani McLean, who had been committed to Miami for the what the past couple of months? Yeah, it's been a, it was a, a good six months that he stayed committed throughout his entire high school football season. Yes, number one cornerback in the class, a guy that could play both ways, but he just plays corner. But he has receiver skills and ball skills, and heralded as one of the top cornerback prospects of all time, was committed to Miami. He didn't sign that day. That's when the panic started, December nineteenth or so. And then last night, what was it, January 19th? Oh, one month later, <laughs> Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffs come off the, the ropes last minute. And in a month span, Cormani McClain goes from a shoo-in to be a Miami Hurricane to now officially announced as committed to the Colorado Buffs. How do you feel right now, Stone? Proud of Dion, I guess I could say. Kudos, golf clap. Absolutely swept the rug out from everybody. He flipped the number one corner in the class of 2022 in Travis Hunter to Jackson State yeah. from the Florida State Seminoles. His alma mater. And then just a year later, flips the number one recruit in the class of 2023 at the cornerback position to 
Colorado from the University of Miami. Not feeling too hot, but I know a certain somebody that is, and that is uh, Deion Sanders, and he took to Twitter. Let's let's. Uh, how about this? How about we hear because people are going to question why why would Comani McClain, a, a top corner who could go to a school like Miami or Florida or Alabama, pick a school like Colorado? Is it NIL money? Is it this? Is it that? Was he persuaded? Were they convinced? Were they lied to? All of these rumors and stuff around this, but. This one Twitter video that Deion Sanders, Hall of Fame corner, best corner to ever play football, and also head coach of the Colorado Buffs put out, I think explains everything. Today is a good day, baby. Sanders currently dancing, by the way. In this video, Deion Sanders is dancing. What is that, like a hotel room or is he at his house? Hey, whatever. I don't know where he's at, but it is a high rise and it is a beautiful backdrop and he is just getting down. Deion Sanders, Hall of Fame cornerback, two-sport athlete, guy who made his name at Florida State. He famous for playing a baseball game and a football game. I think he played a playoff game both in the same day. He did. Like yeah, he played an NFL playoff game and a baseball game in the same day. A guy who is just, he was a magician at corner as a, as a returner as well. One of the top five best football players of all time. Now the head coach of the Colorado Buffs. If you are a cornerback, it makes sense. This is two years in a row he's flipped the number one corner. To come and play for him. Last year it was Jackson State. This year at Colorado. Stone, if you're able to make a guy who is the GOAT at your position dance and celebrate, how do you not commit to him over Mario Cristobal? I hear you loud and clear there. Right? It's it's uh it's a tough situation because we're in a weird time. Impossible. In regards to college football, the transfer portal, NIL kids kind of getting paid to not even play a, a snap of football for yeah. your for your squad. But, yeah, it, it's hard to deny, right, because you can almost guarantee that this guy can get you into the league if you're league worthy. Yeah. Right, he has the connects. He has the credibility and everything. And there's one thing that keeps coming up, right? If you're out there on Twitter, and I even hinted at this yesterday, people on Twitter going after children, essentially, for the decisions they're making – is my problem with college football, yeah, right? Yeah. Ken proposed that. What's your biggest problem with college football right now? And that was mine, right? Fans going after kids for the decisions they're making, tweets, Instagram videos, whatever yeah, they're sick. posting, it's whatever sick. they're doing with their personal life. I, it is sick. It, it, it's not, right? So there is an answer. It, it's not super crisp from his mother, but I do want to play the audio because for everybody out there who is saying, oh, he went to Colorado for the NIL money, his mother addresses it. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I'm going to play well, this audio. This? Can, we, let's, can we go to break and play the yeah, audio afterwards? For sure. Let's tease the audio, go to break, because I want people to have a good amount of time to digest this because Carmine McClain last night and his mother literally answered to the questions of why did you pick Colorado? They were 1-11 last year. I mean, talk about, you know, people were saying, oh, Miami could maybe make the playoff. Maybe they, For Colorado, they're just hoping to have a winning season. 1-11 last year, new coach, new regime. Why with the number one corner and one of the top prospects in the class pick Colorado? Well, we'll hear from Cormani McClain and his mother themselves last night as they announced that groundbreaking decision. Um, and I can't wait to listen to that. And I want people to be able to fully digest that. Um, and then we're still taking your calls to Monday morning headlines 
following the NFL's divisional round. For Stone Labanowitz, I'm Theo Dorsey, and we're live here on Killavick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. You know, Stone, I asked you uh, when, I, when we first got in here and got ready to do the show today. Again, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29, in for Ken LaVica. Stone Labanda was here with me. Um, Stone, I asked you if Joe Girardi, uh, Major League Baseball manager, uh, recently with the Phillies, famously with the New York Yankees, and then also a stint with the Marlins early there, among some other stops. If he was in the room with you, if he walked in front of you, would you recognize him? The answer to that is yes. You, you, and, and I think so as well. I think so as well, but I took to Instagram, and the reason why I asked this question, last night I went to the Kings Academy game against Westminster, who are the defending state champions at the 3A level in girls basketball. Their star guard's name is Lena Girardi, she's a sophomore. She's got Division I offers. She's six foot. She plays so smooth, has a great silky jump shot. She likely will be playing some high-level D1 ball one day. So I knew it was Joe Girardi's daughter that was going to be on the court. So I said, I figure with Joe Girardi not working right now, he's out of a job. Um, he also lives locally there in Fort Lauderdale. There's a good chance he'd be in the, in the arena. When I walk through at King's Academy, I get in the gym. I have my camera out because I shoot my highlight. People don't know that about me, Stone. I shoot my highlights, I write my words, and then I go up there and anchor it as well. It's not like I'm out, I'm not big time. I'm not like these guys that let people write stuff for them too, even though sometimes we do. But I write a lot of my own stuff. <laughs> well, now you know, people. Yeah. For all those doubters out there <laughs> who think that Theo has a ghostwriter when he's on television, he does it himself. Ain't no Quinn Millers, baby. I do this on my own. I got my own pen. So as I'm there in the gym, I'm shooting the highlights. By the way, Kings Academy won on a great game-winning shot. But I look up in the stands, and I'm looking for Joe Girardi. And I see Joe Girardi, right? But I, and we all know you're a huge baseball guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Base, that's my stuff, man. I'm, I'm waiting to see what Barry Bonds does this year um, coming up. I'm yeah. just locked in right now. So I'm looking at – Joe Girardi has a familiar face, though, because he's done some analyst Absolutely. work. Absolutely. And he also is – again, when you're the manager for the Yankees, your face is going to be all over ESPN. And that was my childhood. I saw a lot of Joe Girardi on ESPN because he's the manager of the Yankees. Um. And I know it's Joe Girardi. Like, I'm 98% sure that's Joe Girardi. But the problem was he was standing up near the top of the bleachers, and he had a big iPad in his hand, and he was recording the game as if he was recording it for the team's coach cam footage. That's usually where, like, the coach cam people are. They either have a tripod up there, kind of at midcourt, yep. all the way up in the bleachers, or somebody might be recording it. This is girls' high school basketball. They have somebody recording it. That somebody for Westminster Academy out of Fort Lauderdale is Joe Girardi, and I just can't believe it's him. So the, I'm I'm in a pickle here because if that's Joe Girardi, I have to say that was Joe Girardi on TV, right? Like yes, I can't, you do. I can't not say it. But then also, I can't assume that Joe Girardi would be the guy shooting the coach cam footage for this varsity girls basketball game on a January in West Palm Beach. Yes, I mean some guys are just built different. <laughs> Right, I mean, he maybe wants to volunteer. Maybe he doesn't do enough for his daughter. Maybe he's on the road too much. So he's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make your team's highlight videos. Or maybe he knows his daughter is capable of playing at the highest level, like a South Carolina or one of the top NCAA women's college basketball teams. Yeah. But maybe he wants to do it himself, be a good dad. 
and and that he was, and I have now I have confirmation. So in the moment in the gym, I was trying to ask other people. I asked young people around my aging, and I'm 29 years old. I'm not a huge baseball fan, um, so I wasn't 100 sure if that was like let's say Avery Johnson as a basketball coach. <laughs> so I know it's a random name, but it actually happened to me before while I was in a basketball gym and saw Avery Johnson, and I knew immediately, hey, that's Avery Johnson. If it had been somebody like that, I would have known. Phil Jackson, whatever. Like, But for Joe Girardi, I wasn't 100% sure, so I'm asking, I'm phoning friends, I'm asking people near me, nobody in the gym, Stone, that I asked could confirm to me that that was Joe Girardi. So you know what I did? I went on TV, and I said, hey, Joe Girardi's daughter played in this game. Here she goes scoring a bucket. She had 27 points, a game high. And after I showed her bucket, I showed a shot of what I believe to be Joe Girardi in the stands Woo! just for like two seconds, holding that iPad, and then I just kept it going. I never said it was Joe, but I did say that was his daughter, and I showed him afterwards. Thankfully, it was him, and I got that confirmed. But I was wondering, am I an anomaly? Am I the only person in the world who wouldn't be sure if he was in the same room as Joe Girardi? So I did an office poll, and when I did the office poll and show people just a picture of Joe Girardi in the stands holding the iPad, no context, five out of five people said that's Joe Girardi. Yeah, I think this is definitely <laughs> a case of a generational gap. Yes. Right? I think anybody under the age of 30 or right on that 30 cusp might not know. Yes. But if you're 30 up, you know who Joe Girardi you know. is. You've seen his face plenty. Right? Playoff baseball is watched by millions upon millions. Like You just know this guy's face. If he walked in right now... I would say, oh, God, there's that baseball guy. <laughs> yeah, the, I wouldn't necessarily know that it was Joe Girardi, but yeah, that's a knock on us. Like We is. can't be proud saying that. I wouldn't be proud. And if I didn't know to be looking for Joe Girardi, I will say this. With all clarification, if I didn't know Joe Girardi's daughter was playing. You would have a zero clue. I would have never even thought. I would have like maybe said, hey, that guy up there looks familiar with the iPad, but I would have never thought that that's Joe Girardi. But it was indeed Joe Girardi, formerly of the Yankees and the Phillies and the Marlins. Which I guess this just ultimately speaks to the sport of baseball and how it's covered. Yeah. Right? The all-stars aren't covered enough. Right? We don't allow the superstars to be popular on social media. I mean, case in point right there. It's that's, a famous face that we're going to let walk right by us. And that's the running joke in baseball. If Mike Trout walked in the room, how many people would be like, oh, gosh, it's Mike mm-hmm. Trout, if he wasn't wearing a Mike Trout jersey? Yeah, I would I, I would honestly put some money down. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the head odds maker on today's show, that if Derek Jeter walked by you at a basketball game with a baseball cap on, I think you I might would recognize. Him. No, no, Derek Jeter I would recognize. I'm sorry. I think he's, I think he's walking right by. No, 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 no. Derek Jeter is and, – and Alex Rodriguez, those guys are – there's no way I'm missing them, but Joe Girardi and Mike Trout for sure. I would he he could walk past me, I wouldn't know it. Bryce Harper, I would. There's some baseball names that definitely can get by. Justin Verlander, I don't know, but yeah, Joe Girardi. He was in the building, and what I can say is, um, he was working his tail off recording his daughter's basketball game. So I got to give him props as a dad. Uh, out there working his tail off, getting that coach's cam. I wonder if he'll be cutting up her clips. That'll be interesting to see. But, again, um, I just had to make sure I checked. And also, I did a poll on Instagram. Here goes the results, the returns on the poll. Again, I just screenshotted a picture of him in the stands holding that iPad up, recording the Kings Academy girls game versus Westminster. And the caption on the poll says, do you recognize this man? Do you want to guess the percentage of people that said yes versus no? Well, see, now this is tough. Because this is your following. My audience. Again, I'm a 29-year-old young black man from Houston, Texas that doesn't watch a lot of baseball. <laughs> so I'd, ima- I'd imagine <laughs> this is very lopsided. 
here, right? Because most of your followers are looking at some random white man on your Instagram yes, page. Yes, yes. So I'm going to go 87% has not a clue. 13% says, yes, I do. Well, here's the interesting thing, though. Sloan. And those 13% are all the ones who share your industry that yes. are in the sports business and everything. This is where the poll got messed up. I think what happened was people who didn't recognize him just skipped past it. Because the results were 57% said yes, and 43% said no. And when I look at the people that said yes, you want to know what their profession is? Sports. Sports reporters. Right. Because obviously that's part of my following as well. I, yeah. you know, I have a bunch of following from Houston or high school or college, but a lot of my following is other sports reporters. Most everybody that voted were sports reporters, but I did get a return of 57% yes, 43% no. And all of the no's were like, one of them is my fiance. It's like girls <laughs> or people that aren't that into sports. So, For sure. I'm just trying to gauge how famous Joe Girardi is and how much of an idiot am I as a sports reporter to not be 100% sure that at a game where his daughter is playing, I couldn't be confident that it was Joe Girardi, but it was. Well, it was. all this means is, hey, you're going to get your uh, your extra dose of MLB come next season here on Ken Levick Alive. We got to do better. Serve me up. We got to do better. Especially with my Astros being the reigning champs. For man. sure. Hey, one thing for sure, if Dusty Baker walked in that gym, I would know it's Dusty. You're damn right. Yeah. Damn Skippy. Shout out a, Dusty. Because he's a championship, a, a, a World Series winning baseball manager. Okay, back to the topic here. We got a little off track. I had to mention that because I got the poll results here. But Cormani McClain, number one cornerback in all of high school in the recruiting class of 2023, was committed to Miami. A month passed after early signing period where he did not sign with Miami, and he announced last night he is going to Colorado to play for the greatest cornerback of all time, Deion Sanders, and the 1-11 Buffaloes. And we have a video. Who is this from, by the way, that that tweeted this video out of Carmine McClain and his mother answering for why they chose Colorado? So this is at Coach Reed Live. He's a college football analyst. His name's Carl Reed. He works for 24-7 Sports. Okay, so he was there at some some kind of an event that they had, it seemed like. Yeah, some kind of event is, I think, what you yeah. would call it. <laughs> like, not sure if it because it can't be a signing day because you can't sign until February. No, and he, he's supposed to early enroll, right? Yes. So some of these classes are already starting up. So this is just basically a family gathering, a few famous public figures like Gilly the King, right, for everybody who's kid. out there. Is it really kid? Yeah, Gilly the Kid, the oh, rapper. That's messed up that I called him. You said it twice, and I thought you mistakenly said it. He's <laughs> Gilly the Kid. You're not Gilly the King. Gilly the Kid, which first and foremost, don't know why he's at a. Maybe he calls himself Gilly the King now, though. Maybe that he changed it because he's no longer a kid, though. So you might be right. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Well, so he was in attendance to whatever this announcement was. He was actually even the one who you know gave Cormani the microphone or the stage to announce where he was going. But Carl Reed, he works for 24/7 Sports, got okay. the interview with Cormani and his mother. Here is the answer for, for those of you wondering, did Carmani McClain, number one corner in the class, choose Colorado for NIL? Did he choose it because they were persuaded? Were they misled? All of the questions around the situation, here's Carmani McClain and his mother themselves. Guys, I'm going to ask this to both of you. There's always going to be a lot of rumors and a lot of haters that say this was about NIL money. That's why this decision was made. How would the both of you address that? Mom, I'll start with you. Well, first of all, if it was about the money, we've been, we could have signed anywhere else, you know. So the feeling, like I said, that I had when I when I was around these people, and they've treated us like family. Um, I just felt like we we supposed to we belong here. So that has nothing to do with it. We we belong here. Treat us like family. I mean, Stone. It it has all of the feelings of 
for one, if you're Kamani McLean and his mother, you know that your son has a good chance of making it to the NFL, yes. no matter where he goes. He has a good chance of having collegiate success and being drafted in the first round at a premium position in the NFL, especially in today's league, which is a passing league. How do you not go with, number one, and we're talking about between Mario Cristobal, great recruiter, elite recruiter in college football, and Deion Sanders, who has proven himself to be an elite recruiter as well, and on top of that, the greatest corner of all time in football, and also somebody who I would have to assume can relate a bit more, especially with Carmine McClain and his mother, not just because he's a cornerback, but because, like she said, he made her feel like family. How can you? It, it's hard to not see why this is a natural progression for both him and Travis Hunter the year before him. I agree with you, and I think this speaks more to the state of college football and where it's headed. Right, we're moving away from the militaristic. Right, hey, we're going to sit here and build a program, and I say that with caution because Tim Brewster, <laughs> who is their tight ends coach at Colorado, was literally yelling at the team yeah. in their introductory meeting. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of hesitant saying that. Right, and also Mario and that Cristobal. Was lame, by the way, you're talking about the stand up, stand up, stand the hell up, right? That that was basically, so lame. you know, Ken called it Simon Says yesterday, and I thought that was pretty accurate, yeah. right? You can't play Simon Says with kids, but this is a new program. They're one eleven, right? You got to kind of scare these kids straight. <laughs> so I get it for the moment being, and I also am hesitant in saying that we're getting away from this militaristic feel in coaching and play style because Mario Cristobal, year after year after year, builds a top five recruiting class, and yes. it is built on integrity, having pride, and wanting to stay and build no matter what the wins and losses say. But his mom mentioned two words, the feeling. Right? I would imagine it's not surprising to anybody that the feeling they got when meeting with Dion in Boulder was a lot better than the one you got with Mario Cristobal, who wants to talk about you know, being gritty and hitting the weight room properly and keeping your grades up. Right? Dion's going to tell you straight, you want to yeah. play in the league? I got you. Compare yourself up with Travis Hunter. Be the two most dangerous corners in the Pac-12 and, and maybe in college football. So it, it does make a lot of sense. You use the phrase natural progression. I do ultimately think that's what this is, and it played out that way. I'm not mad at the kid, but Twitter's going to do what it's going to do, yeah. and these fans of college football are no, uh, not shy of typing in words and, and sending it at these kids. And Cormani, you know, the reason we didn't play his answer to the question is because he said he didn't want to address anything. Yeah, he He's didn't. like, this means nothing to me. What I see on the internet is just stuff you see on the internet every day, right? It's toxic. I really got nothing to say. Y'all know what it is. It's kind of paraphrasing what he, he said in his answer to yeah. why it wasn't about the NIL, but natural progression. I think you're right. This all makes sense. He's not a big talker. Um, and I have to ask you, as a guy has, who has gone through the recruitment process, um, you were a, a star at South Fork High School, one of the best quarterbacks to ever come out of the Treasure Coast here, um, or even Palm Beach County area for that matter as well. Um, your Stone Labana was coming out of South Fork. Let's go into a hypothetical scenario. Um, hypothetical. You have a choice between two schools, similar to Carmine McLean. You can go to a school that has a proven track record, a school that has a program that's ready to try and compete. You probably can start there early as well. And a coach like Mario Cristobal, or on the other side, a small program, let's just use Colorado and Miami as the two examples, but take Deion Sanders out and input Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or even Tom Brady, since we're talking about the GOAT at the cornerback position. The GOAT of the quarterback position is the head coach at Colorado University, 1-11 the year before, is promising you a chance at being able to start early 
and learn under the greatest person to ever play your position. Like, is it even a what? what how do you even decipher between that for you? Well, first and foremost, you have to decide if you're going to play right away. Right, that's a lot of what kids are looking at right yeah. now, and I think it's the most important thing. Uh, typically, kids from the seven seven two or the five six one are area. When they do get a bigger offer, that's the school they're going to end up going to, and that's never really panned out for a lot of kids in our it's area. Tough, yeah. You need to go to where you know you're going to play, where the coach has told you, yeah, you're going to have an opportunity to compete in the spring or the fall, but can't guarantee you a spot. Then you go to the next school. Can you guarantee me I get reps with the ones? Like, that's where you really have to dwindle it down to. But, but where can I that. play? Could you turn down Aaron Rodgers? That's the real question. Forget all of that. Let's say you are a you wanted to go to Miami. You're a Canes fan growing up. Yeah. You love the U. You can't wait to be there. You're committed to the U. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, because remember, but when when Carmani McClain committed to Miami, Deion Jackson, or Deion Jeez. Deion Sanders was still the head coach at Jackson State. Mm-hmm. Him going to Colorado was a new adjustment. Him going to the Power Five is a new amendment to what's going on here. Would you be able to have, be in a position, even though you're all the way committed to a team, you're throwing up the U.N. pictures, mm. you're all the way sold on a program, and you're locked in, but your childhood hero, who is it? Who would it be for you, the quarterback of your, of your dreams? You know, I really shouldn't be saying it out loud, but being honest, it was Brett Favre. So, so I'll, just, I'll just retract. Okay, okay. You, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. tough for me to say that out it loud. But, but hey, when I was but, a child, he was a good man. So I'll go yes. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, go Aaron Rodgers, just for the sake of this argument. Sorry. So we don't have to get... So we don't have to get into Brett Favre and, and what he's <laughs> what he's oh gosh Brett Favre okay so Aaron Rodgers is is the head coach at an unproven program and he's calling your phone Stone because people are forgetting that aspect of it as well like Carmody McClain made Deion Sanders' year made his night at least his week by committing to Colorado and coming up there he made a Hall of Fame cornerback in Deion Sanders' career or not career but his week. You have a chance to make Aaron Rodgers weak, to make him post a social media video dancing and celebrating the fact that you want to come play for him. How do you even turn that down? I don't think there's any opportunity that would outsize that for an 18-year-old kid looking up at a legend at his own position. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think you could really go at any position you wanted to, right? If I'm a middle linebacker and Zach Thomas is coaching that Oof. team or Brian Urlacher, like it, it's, it, it is the obvious choice when you boil it down to it. Yeah, I'm not saying no, right? I'm going to whatever no. team, you know, Brett Favre's the head coach at Southern Mississippi. <laughs> you know, you know, I might go be a Hawk, but, or Aaron Rodgers. all the money it, is laundered away. <laughs> yeah, all that NIL money he promised to me <laughs> went to his daughter. But no, or maybe it's, yeah, I'm a Cal Berkeley five-star commit, and Aaron Rodgers is that head coach. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely not turning that down. I think people have to realize that that's essentially what this is. Also, take into consideration this new day and age is all about YouTube, vlogging, Twitch, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, brands. social media. It's about building brands. It is about building brands and kind of doing it yourself, right? Building your career so when you're done playing the sport, you're good and you're set for generations. Cormani McLean. This is movie-like stuff. To go be alongside of Travis Hunter on the other side of the field, you get to play a lot of man coverage and be coached by Deion Sanders. I mean, you just can't draw it up any better. This is the best way to go about things. This is popcorn stuff. And they got TCU right out the gates. Yeah. Right out the gates, week one for them, TCU. And I think they see Utah pretty early on, too. So we'll see what comes out of it. But I support the decision. I respect it. It all makes sense. So who was the number one? And I'm going to do this quick game with you right quick because we talked about building brands, and this is part of the reason why they're joining Deion Sanders is because they're making their names bigger for themselves. 
Who was the number one corner for the 2023 class of high school recruiting? You know this one. We just, yeah. Cormani McLean. Who was number one in 2022? Travis Hunter. Who was number one in 2021? Don't know. Who was number one in 2020? Don't know. 2019? Don't know. And some of these guys are big names. Kool-Aid McKenzie was 2021. He's at Alabama now, one of the best corners in the league. Keely Ringo was 2020, went to Georgia. He's going to be a top 20 pick, top 15 pick in the NFL draft coming up. Derek Stangley Jr. was yep. the number one corner in 2019. Went to LSU, immediately was an impact player. He was a rookie for the Texans this year, really good. Before that, Patrick Sertan went to Alabama. What I'm saying is these two corners, Travis Hunter and Carmine McClain, have already started the foundation of building a brand for themselves and building a name for themselves, and they haven't even done much yet at the college football level. That's part of the allure as well. Deion Sanders is going to continuously get to get guys to commit to him, especially corners, to do late flips. And it's because of reasons like that. We're going to come back with the EDS coolest moment of the week and much more here on Ken Levick Alive. Again, Ken's out. I'm Theo Dorsey. I'm in. That's Stone Labanowitz, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. Back to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. When DeMar Hamlin lay on the field without a heartbeat, he had a GoFundMe up that was the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. It had a goal of 2,500 that it had not hit yet. Since then, he was resuscitated. He is in good health, and that same foundation has raised nearly $9 million. $8.9 million so far going to the Mar Hamlin Buffalo Bills Safety's GoFundMe since he was brought back to good health. Thankful to everybody that donated and sent prayers up. Prayers still for DeMar Hamlin. And like me and Stone LeBanowitz said, I'm Theo Dorsey here in for Ken LaVica. Likely to see DeMar Hamlin this weekend for the Bills-Bengals game. The holidays are done, and just like that, our winter is over. Hey, Steel Dorsey here with a friendly reminder. Winter and any semblance of cool weather down here last about six seconds, and we're about to get hot and humid again. You need EDS air conditioning. Don't get stuck because you ignored your aging air conditioning. EDS has done it since 2006, family-owned and operated, a train comfort specialist, and it's hard to stop a train. Winter's done. Make sure you your AC is ready. EDS air conditioning. EDS is yes. Call 561-361-8799 or go to edsairconditioning.com. Huge deal for DeMar Hamlin. Huge deal for those bills if they're able to get things done. Uh, divisional round. We got all of your headlines for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Again, Giants at Eagles, Cowboys at 49ers, Bengals at Bills, Jaguars at Chiefs. Pick them, Theo. Quick prediction here from me. I'm going to go Eagles over Giants. Actually, you know what? Scrap that. Giants uh, oh, over Eagles. Oh. Giants over Eagles. Niners over Cowboys. Bills over Bengals. Chiefs over Jags. What you got, Stone? Chalky for the most part. I'm going to take the Eagles to down the Giants. I'm going to take the boys to upset the Niners here. Shout out to Beetle. The defense is going to show up here. <laughs> I'm taking the Bills. I think they trounced the Bengals. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. The NFL's MVP. Those are my picks. Chiefs, Bills at Mercedes-Benz Stadium Woo! in Atlanta next Sunday for Sign the me AFC. Up. That's going to be amazing. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Ken Levick will be back next week. I promise. Peace out. Three. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? 
From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. You know, Stone, I asked you uh, when, I, when we first got in here and got ready to do the show today. Again, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29, in for Ken LaVica. Stone Labanowitz here with me. Um, Stone, I asked you if Joe Girardi, uh, Major League Baseball manager, uh, recently with the Phillies, famously with the New York Yankees, and then also a stint with the Marlins early there, among some other stops. If he was in the room with you, if he walked in front of you, would you recognize him? The answer to that is yes. You, you, and, and I think so as well. I think so as well, but I took to Instagram, and the reason why I asked this question, last night I went to the Kings Academy game against Westminster, who are the defending state champions at the 3A level in girls basketball. Their star guard's name is Lena Girardi, she's a sophomore. She's got Division I offers. She's six foot. She plays so smooth, has a great silky jump shot. She likely will be playing some high-level D1 ball one day. So I knew it was Joe Girardi's daughter that was going to be on the court. So I said, I figure with Joe Girardi not working right now, he's out of a job. Um, He also lives locally there in Fort Lauderdale. There's a good chance he'd be in in the arena. When I walk through at King's Academy, I get in the gym. I have my camera out because I shoot my highlight. People don't know that about me, Stone. I shoot my highlights, I write my words, and then I go up there and anchor it as well. It's not like I'm out, I'm not big time. I'm not like these guys that let people write stuff for them too, even though sometimes we do. But <laughs> I write a lot of my own stuff. Well, now you know people. Yeah. For all those doubters out there <laughs> who think that Theo has a ghostwriter when he's on television. He does it himself. Ain't no Quinn Millers, baby. I do this on my own. I got my own pen. So as I'm there in the gym, I'm shooting the highlights. By the way, Kings Academy won on a great game-winning shot. But I look up in the stands, and I'm looking for Joe Girardi. And I see Joe Girardi, right? But I, and we all know you're a huge baseball guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Base, that's my stuff, man. I'm, I'm waiting to see what Barry Bonds does this year um, coming up. I'm yeah. just locked in right now. So I'm looking at and Joe Girardi has a familiar face, though, because he's done some analyst Absolutely. work. Absolutely. And he also is, again, when you're the manager for the Yankees, your face is going to be all over ESPN. And that was my childhood. I saw a lot of Joe Girardi on ESPN because he's the manager of the Yankees. Um. And I know it's Joe Girardi. Like, I'm 98% sure that's Joe Girardi. But the problem was he was standing up near the top of the bleachers, and he had a big iPad in his hand, and he was recording the game as if he was recording it for the team's coach cam footage. That's usually where, like, the coach cam people are. They either have a tripod up there, kind of at midcourt, all the way up in the bleachers, or somebody might be recording it. This is girls' high school basketball. They have somebody recording it. That somebody for Westminster Academy out of Fort Lauderdale is Joe Girardi, and I just can't believe it's him. So the, I'm I'm in a pickle here because if that's Joe Girardi, I have to say that was Joe Girardi on TV, right? Like yes, I can't, you do. I can't not say it. But then also, I can't assume that Joe Girardi would be the guy shooting the coach cam footage for this varsity girls basketball game on a January in West Palm Beach. Yes, I mean some guys are just built different. <laughs> Right, I mean, he maybe wants to volunteer. Maybe he doesn't do enough for his daughter. Maybe he's on the road too much. So he's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make your team's highlight videos. Or maybe he knows his daughter is capable of playing at the highest level, like a South Carolina or one of the top NCAA women's college basketball teams. Yeah. But maybe he wants to do it himself, be a good dad. And and that he was. And I have now I have confirmation. So in the moment, in the gym, I was trying to ask other people. I asked young people around my age, and I'm 29 years old. I'm not a huge baseball fan. Um, so I wasn't 100% sure. If that was like 
let's say Avery Johnson as a basketball <laughs> coach. So I know it's a random name, but it actually happened to me before while I was in a basketball gym and saw Avery Johnson, and I knew immediately, hey, that's Avery Johnson. If it had been somebody like that, I would have known. Phil Jackson, whatever. Like, But for Joe Girardi, I wasn't 100% sure, so I'm asking, I'm phoning friends, I'm asking people near me, nobody in the gym, Stone, that I asked could confirm to me that that was Joe Girardi. So you know what I did? I went on TV, and I said, hey, Joe Girardi's daughter played in this game. Here she goes scoring a bucket. She had 27 points, a game high. And after I showed her bucket, I showed a shot of what I believe to be Joe Girardi in the stands Woo! just for like two seconds, holding that iPad, and then I just kept it going. I never said it was Joe, but I did say that was his daughter, and I showed him afterwards. Thankfully, it was him, and I got that confirmed. But I was wondering, am I an anomaly? Am I the only person in the world who wouldn't be sure if he was in the same room as Joe Girardi, so I did an office poll, and when I did the office poll and showed people just the picture of Joe Girardi in the stands holding the iPad, no context, five out of five people said that's Joe Girardi. Yeah, I think this is definitely <laughs> a case of a generational gap. Yes. Right? I think anybody under the age of 30 or right on that 30 cusp might not know. Yes. But if you're 30 up, you know who Joe Girardi you know. is. You've seen his face plenty Right, playoff baseball is watched by millions upon millions. Like you just know this guy's face. If he walked in right now, I would say, "Oh God, there's that baseball guy." <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily know that it was Joe Girardi, but yeah. that's a knock on us. Like that we is. can't be proud saying that. I wouldn't be proud. And if I didn't know to be looking for Joe Girardi, I will say this with all clarification: if I didn't know Joe Girardi's daughter was playing, you would have a zero clue. I would have never even thought. I would have like maybe said, "Hey, that guy up there looks familiar with the iPad," but I would have never thought that that's Joe Girardi. But it was indeed Joe Girardi, formerly of the Yankees and the Phillies and the Marlins. Which I guess this just ultimately speaks to the sport of baseball and how it's covered. Yeah. Right? The all-stars aren't covered enough. Right? We don't allow the superstars to be popular on social media. I mean, case in point right there. It's that's, a famous face that we're going to let walk right by us. And that's the running joke in baseball. If Mike Trout walked in the room, how many people would be like, oh, gosh, it's Mike mm-hmm. Trout, if he wasn't wearing a Mike Trout jersey? Yeah, I would I, I would honestly put some money down. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the head odds maker on today's show, that if Derek Jeter walked by you at a basketball game with a baseball cap on, I think you might I would miss recognize, him. No, no, Derek Jeter, I would recognize. I'm sorry, I think he's, I think he's walking right by. No, 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 no. Derek Jeter is, and, and Alex Rodriguez, those guys are... There's no way I'm missing them, but Joe Girardi and Mike Trout for sure. I would he he could walk past me, I wouldn't know it. Bryce Harper, I would. There's some baseball names that definitely can get by. Justin Verlander, I don't know, but yeah, Joe Girardi. He was in the building, and what I can say is, um, he was working his tail off recording his daughter's basketball game. So I got to give him props as a dad. Uh, out there working his tail off, getting that coach's cam. I wonder if he'll be cutting up her clips. That'll be interesting to see. But, again, um, I just had to make sure I checked. And also, I did a poll on Instagram. Here goes the results, the returns on the poll. Again, I just screenshotted a picture of him in the stands holding that iPad up, recording the Kings Academy girls game versus Westminster. And the caption on the poll says, do you recognize this man? Do you want to guess the percentage of people that said yes versus no? Well, see, now this is tough. Because this is your following. My audience. Again, I'm a 29-year-old young black man from Houston, Texas that doesn't watch a lot of baseball. (laughs) So I'd imagine (laughs) this is very lopsided here, right? Because most of your followers are looking at some random white man on your Instagram page. So I'm going to go 87% has not a clue. 13% says, yes, they do. Well, here's the interesting thing, though. And those 13% are all the ones who share your industry that are in the sports business and everything. This is where the poll got messed up. I think what happened was people who didn't recognize him just skipped past it. 
Because the results were 50% said yes, <laughs> and 43% said no. And when I look at the people that said yes, you want to know what their profession is? Sports. Sports reporters. Right. Because obviously that's part of my following as well. I, yeah. you know, I have a bunch of following from Houston or high school or college, but a lot of my following is other sports reporters. Most everybody that voted were sports reporters, but I did get a return of 57% yes, 43% no. And all of the no's were like, one of them is my fiance. It's like girls <laughs> or people that aren't that into sports. So, For sure. I'm just trying to gauge how famous Joe Girardi is and how much of an a idiot am I as a sports reporter to not be 100% sure that at a game where his daughter is playing, I couldn't be confident that it was Joe Girardi, but it was. Well, it was. all this means is, hey, you're going to get your uh, your extra dose of MLB come next season here on Ken Levick Alive. We got to do better. Serve me up. We got to do better. Especially with my Astros being the reigning champs. For man. sure. Hey, one thing for sure, if Dusty Baker walked in that gym, I would know it's Dusty. You're damn right. Yeah. Damn Skippy. Shout out a, Dusty. Because he's a championship, a, a, a World Series winning baseball manager. Okay, back to the topic here. We got a little off track. I had to mention that because I got the poll results here. But Cormani McClain, number one cornerback in all of high school in the recruiting class of 2023, was committed to Miami a month past after early signing period where he did not sign with Miami. And he announced last night he is going to Colorado to play for the greatest cornerback of all time, Deion Sanders, and the 1-11 Buffaloes. And we have a video. Who is this from, by the way, that that tweeted this video out of Carmine McClain and his mother answering for why they chose Colorado? So this is at Coach Reed Live. He's a college football analyst. His name's Carl Reed. He works for 24-7 Sports. Okay, so he was there at some some kind of an event that they had, it seemed like. Some kind of event is, I think, what you yeah. would call it. <laughs> like, not sure if it because it can't be a signing day because he can't sign until February. No, and he, he's supposed to early enroll, right? Yes. So some of these classes are already starting up. So this is just basically a family gathering. A few famous public figures like Gilly the King, right? For everybody Gilly who's the kid. out there, is it really kid? Yeah, Gilly the Kid, the oh, rapper. That's messed up. That I called you him. Keep, you said it twice, and I thought you mistakenly said it. He's <laughs> Gilly the Kid. You're not Gilly the King. Gilly the Kid, which first and foremost, don't know why he's at a. Maybe he calls himself Gilly the King now, though. Maybe that he changed it because he's no longer a kid, though. So you might be right. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Well, so he was in attendance to whatever this announcement was. He was actually even the one who, you know, gave Cormani the microphone or the stage to announce where he was going. But Carl Reed, he works for 24-7 Sports, got okay. the interview with Cormani and his mother. Here is the answer for, for those of you wondering, did Cormani McClain, number one corner in the class, choose Colorado for NIL? Did he choose it because they were persuaded? Were they misled? All of the questions around this situation Here's Carmine McLean and his mother themselves. Guys, I'm going to ask this to both of you. There's always going to be a lot of rumors and a lot of haters that say this was about NIL money. That's why this decision was made. How would the both of you address that? Mom, I'll start with you. Well, first of all, if it was about the money, we've been, we could have signed anywhere else, you know? So the feeling, like I said, that I had when I, when I was around these people and they've treated us like family, um, I just felt like we, we supposed to, we belong here. So that has nothing to do with it. We, we belong here. Treat us like family. I mean, Stone, it it has all of the feelings of, for one, if you're Kamani McClain and his mother, you know that your son has a good chance of making it to the NFL, yes. no matter where he goes. He has a good chance of having collegiate success and being drafted in the first round at a premium position in the NFL, especially in today's league, which is a passing league. How do you not go with, number one, and we're talking about between Mario Cristobal, great recruiter, elite recruiter in college football, and Deion Sanders, who has proven himself to be an elite recruiter as well, 
And on top of that, the greatest corner of all time in football. And also somebody who I would have to assume can relate a bit more, especially with Carmani McClain and his mother, not just because he's a cornerback, but because, like she said, he made her feel like family. How can you? It, it's hard to not see why this is a natural progression for both him and Travis Hunter the year before him. I agree with you. And I think this speaks more to the state of college football and where it's headed, right? We're moving away from the militaristic, right? Hey, we're going to sit here and build a program. And I say that with caution because Tim Brewster, who's their <laughs> tight ends coach at Colorado, was literally yelling at the team yeah. in their introductory meeting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of hesitant saying that, right? And also Mario Cristobal. And that Cristobal. was lame, by the way. You're talking about the stand-up. Stand up. Stand the hell up. Right. That that me, basically, so you know, Ken called it Simon Says yesterday, and I thought that was pretty accurate, yeah. right? You can't play Simon Says with kids, but this is a new program. They're 1-11, right? You got to kind of scare these kids straight. <laughs> so I get it for the moment being. And I also am hesitant in saying that we're getting away from this militaristic feel in coaching and play style because Mario Cristobal, year after year after year, builds a top five recruiting class, and yes. it is built on integrity, having pride, and wanting to stay and build no matter what the wins and losses say. But his mom mentioned two words, the feeling. right? I would imagine it's not surprising to anybody that the feeling they got when meeting with Dion in Boulder was a lot better than the one you got with Mario Cristobal, who wants to talk about you know being gritty and hitting the weight room properly and keeping your grades up. right? Dion's going to tell you straight, you want to yeah. play in the league? I got you. Compare yourself up with Travis Hunter. Be the two most dangerous corners in the Pac-12 and and maybe in college football. So it, it does make a lot of sense. You use the phrase natural progression. I do ultimately think that's what this is, and it played out that way. I'm not mad at the kid, but Twitter's going to do what it's going to do, yeah. and these fans of college football are no uh, not shy of typing in words and, and sending it at these kids. And Cormani, you know, the reason we didn't play his answer to the question is because he said he didn't want to address anything. Yeah, he He's didn't. like, this means nothing to me. What I see on the internet is just stuff you see on the internet every day, right? It's toxic. I really got nothing to say. Y'all know what it is. It's kind of paraphrasing what he, he said in his answer to yeah. why it wasn't about the NIL, but natural progression. I think you're right. This all makes sense. He's not a big talker. Um, and I have to ask you, as a guy has, who has gone through the recruitment process, um, you were a, a star at South Fork High School, one of the best quarterbacks to ever come out of the Treasure Coast here, um, or even Palm Beach County area for that matter as well. Um, your Stone Labana was coming out of South Fork. Let's go into a hypothetical scenario. Um, hypothetical. You have a choice between two schools, similar to Carmine McLean. You can go to a school that has a proven track record, a school that has a program that's ready to try and compete. You probably can start there early as well and a coach like Mario Cristobal, or on the other side, a small program, let's just use Colorado and Miami as the two examples, but take Deion Sanders out and input Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or even Tom Brady, since we're talking about the GOAT at the cornerback position. The GOAT of the quarterback position is the head coach at Colorado University, 1-11 the year before, is promising you a chance at being able to start early and learn under the greatest person to ever play your position. Like, is it even a, what, what, how do you even decipher between that for you? Well, first and foremost, you have to decide if you're going to play right away, right? That's a lot of what kids are looking at right yeah. now. And I think it's the most important thing. Uh, typically kids from the seven, seven, two or the five, six, one, our area, 
when they do get a bigger offer, that's the school they're going to end up going to, and that's never really panned out for a lot of kids in our it's area. Tough, yeah. You need to go to where you know you're going to play, where the coach has told you, yeah, you're going to have an opportunity to compete in the spring or the fall, but can't guarantee you a spot. Then you go to the next school. Can you guarantee me I get reps with the ones? Like, that's where you really have to dwindle it down to. But, but where can I that. play? Could you turn down Aaron Rodgers? That's the real question. Forget all of that. Let's say you are a, you wanted to go to Miami. You're a Canes fan growing up. Yeah. You love the U. You can't wait to be there. You're committed to the U. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, because remember, but when, when Carmody McClain committed to Miami, Deion Jackson, or Deion, geez, Deion Sanders was still the head coach at Jackson State. Mm-hmm. Him going to Colorado was a new adjustment. Him going to the Power Five is a new amendment to what's going on here. Would you be able to have, be in a position, even though you're all the way committed to a team, you're throwing up the UN pictures, mm. you're all the way sold on a program, and you're locked in, but your childhood hero, who is it? Who would it be for you, the quarterback of your, of your dreams? You know, I really shouldn't be saying it out loud, but being honest, it was Brett Favre. So, so I'll, just, I'll just retract. Okay, okay. You, you know, it, it, it's okay. tough for me to say that out loud. But, but hey, when I was but, a child, he was a good man. So I'll go yes. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, go Aaron Rodgers, just for the sake of this argument. Sorry. So we don't have to get- so we don't have to get into Brett Favre and, and what he's <laughs> what he's oh gosh Brett Favre okay so Aaron Rodgers is is the head coach at an unproven program and he's calling your phone Stone because people are forgetting that aspect of it as well like Carmody McClain made Deion Sanders' gear made his night at least his week by committing to Colorado and coming up there he made a Hall of Fame cornerback in Deion Sanders' career or not career but his week. You have a chance to make Aaron Rodgers weak, to make him post a social media video dancing and celebrating the fact that you want to come play for him. How do you even turn that down? I don't think there's any opportunity that would outsize that for an 18-year-old kid looking up at a legend at his own position. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think you could really go at any position you wanted to, right? If I'm a middle linebacker and Zach Thomas is coaching that Ooh. team or Brian Urlacher, like it, it's, it, it is the obvious choice when you boil it down to it. Yeah, I'm not saying no. Right? I'm going to whatever no. team. You know, if Brett Favre's the head coach at Southern Mississippi. <laughs> you know, you know, I might go be a hawk. but Or Aaron Rodgers. all the money it, is laundered away. <laughs> yeah, all that NIL money he promised to me went to his daughter. But no, or maybe it's, yeah, I'm a Cal Berkeley five-star commit, and Aaron Rodgers is that head coach. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely not turning that down. I think people have to realize that that's essentially what this is. Also, take into consideration, this new day and age is all about YouTube, vlogging, Twitch. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, brands. social media. It's about building brands. It is about building brands and kind of doing it yourself, right? Building your career so when you're done playing the sport, you're good and you're set for generations. Cormani McLean, this is movie-like stuff. To go be alongside of Travis Hunter on the other side of the field, you get to play a lot of man coverage and be coached by Deion Sanders. I mean, you just can't draw it up any better. This is the best way to go about things. This is popcorn stuff. And they got TCU right out the gates. Yeah. Right out the gates, week one for them, TCU. And I think they see Utah pretty early on, too. So we'll see what comes out of it. But I support the decision. I respect it. It all makes sense. So who was the number one? And I'm going to do this quick game with you right quick because we talked about building brands, and this is part of the reason why they're joining Deion Sanders is because they're making their names bigger for themselves. Who was the number one corner for the 2023 class of high school recruiting? You know this one. Yeah. Cormani McClain. Who was number one in 2022? Travis Hunter. Who was number one in 2021? Don't know. Who was number one in 2020? Don't know. 2019? Don't know. And some of these guys are big names. Kool-Aid McKenzie was 2021. He's at Alabama now, one of the best corners in the league. 
Healy Ringo was 2020, went to Georgia. He's going to be a top 20 pick, top 15 pick in the NFL draft coming up. Derek Stangley Jr. was yep. the number one corner in 2019, went to LSU, immediately was an impact player. He was a rookie for the Texans this year, really good. Before that, Patrick Sertan went to Alabama. What I'm saying is these two corners, Travis Hunter and Carmani McClain, have already started the foundation of building the brand for themselves and building a name for themselves, and they haven't even done much yet at the college football level. That's part of the allure as well. Deion Sanders is going to continuously get to get guys to commit to him, especially corners, to do late flips, and it's because of reasons like that. We're going to come back with the EDS coolest moment of the week and much more here on Ken Levick Alive. Again, Ken's out. I'm Theo Dorsey. I'm in. That's Stone Labanowitz, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. Back to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. When DeMar Hamlin lay on the field without a heartbeat, he had a GoFundMe up that was the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. It had a goal of 2,500 that it had not hit yet. Since then, he was resuscitated. He is in good health, and that same foundation has raised nearly $9 million. $8.9 million so far going to the Mar Hamlin Buffalo Bills Safety's GoFundMe since he was brought back to good health. Thankful to everybody that donated and sent prayers up. Prayers still for DeMar Hamlin. And like me and Stone Labanowitz said, I'm Theo Dorsey here in for Ken Lavica. Likely to see DeMar Hamlin this weekend for the Bills Bengals game. The holidays are done, and just like that, our winter is over. Hey, Steel Dorsey here with a friendly reminder. Winter and any semblance of cool weather down here last about six seconds, and we're about to get hot and humid again. You need EDS air conditioning. Don't get stuck because you ignored your aging air conditioning. EDS has done it since 2006, family-owned and operated, a train comfort specialist, and it's hard to stop a train. Winter's done. Make sure you your AC is ready. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Call 561-361-8799 or go to edsairconditioning.com. Huge deal for DeMar Hamlin. Huge deal for those bills if they're able to get things done. Uh, divisional round. We got all of your headlines for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Again, Giants at Eagles, Cowboys at 49ers. Bengals at Bills, Jaguars at Chiefs. Pick them, Theo. Quick prediction here from me. I'm going to go Eagles over Giants. Actually, you know what? Scrap that. Giants uh, oh, over Eagles. Oh. Giants over Eagles. Niners over Cowboys. Bills over Bengals. Chiefs over Jags. What you got, Stone? Chalky for the most part. I'm going to take the Eagles to down the Giants. I'm going to take the boys to upset the Niners here. Shout out to Beetle. The defense is going to show up here. <laughs> I'm taking the Bills. I think they trounced the Bengals. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. The NFL's MVP. Those are my picks. Chiefs-Bills at Mercedes-Benz Stadium Woo! in Atlanta next Sunday for Sign the me AFC. Up. That's going to be amazing. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Ken Levick will be back next week. I promise. Peace out. To Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. When DeMar Hamlin lay on the field without a heartbeat, he had a GoFundMe up that was the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. It had a goal of 2,500 that it had not hit yet. Since then, he was resuscitated. He is in good health, 
And that same foundation has raised nearly $9 million, $8.9 million so far going to the Mar Hamlin Buffalo Bills Safety's GoFundMe since he was brought back to good health. Thankful to everybody that donated and sent prayers up. Prayers still for DeMar Hamlin. And like me and Stone Labanowitz said, I'm Theo Dorsey here in for Ken Lavica. Likely to see DeMar Hamlin this weekend for the Bills-Bengals game. The holidays are done, and just like that, our winter is over. Hey, Steele Dorsey here with a friendly reminder. Winter and any semblance of cool weather down here last about six seconds, and we're about to get hot and humid again. You need EDS air conditioning. Don't get stuck because you ignored your aging air conditioning. EDS has done it since 2006, family-owned and operated, a train comfort specialist, and it's hard to stop a train. Winter's done. Make sure you your AC is ready. EDS air conditioning. EDS is yes. Call 561-361-8799 or go to edsairconditioning.com. Huge deal for DeMar Hamlin. Huge deal for those bills if they're able to get things done. Uh, divisional round. We got all of your headlines for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Again, Giants at Eagles, Cowboys at 49ers, Bengals at Bills, Jaguars at Chiefs. Pick them, Theo. Quick prediction here from me. I'm going to go Eagles over Giants. Actually, you know what? Scrap that. Giants uh, oh, over Eagles. Oh, Giants over Eagles. Niners over Cowboys. Bills over Bengals. Chiefs over Jags. What you got, Stone? Chalky for the most part. I'm going to take the Eagles to down the Giants. I'm going to take the boys to upset the Niners here. Shout out to Beetle. The defense is going to show up here. <laughs> I'm taking the Bills. I think they trounced the Bengals. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. The NFL's MVP. Those are my picks. Chiefs, Bills at Mercedes-Benz Stadium Woo! in Atlanta next Sunday for Sign the me AFC. Up. That's going to be amazing. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Ken Levick will be back next week. I promise. Peace out.